Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More importantly, great teams cover. Cover. Well, you're in luck. Touchdown win. Cover. Booyah. Our guys from beating your bookie are here to help. Now, a parlay that's sure to cash. Here's Poe and Tommy Poe. Welcome to Beating Your Bookie with Poe, Pope, and FedQ, and I, I apologize to, to my dad, Poe, and my son, FedQ, <laughs> for not being here the last couple weeks. Yeah, where have you been? We missed you. I was donating some time at the hospital and saving children, but it's not a big deal. I don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> uh, all my money is, is, as well as going into the community. Uh, I've been cutting lawns for free. Just doing really great stuff for, for the elderly and and I bake, I bake cookies for, for the kids, just keeping people afloat and happy in, in the neighborhood. No, I've been, I've been uh, drowning my sorrows, sitting in the dark, uh, mishandling my my communications and all my scheduling, like like I should during a pandemic. So basically, they pumped excuses. they pumped all the alcohol out of your liver. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, it usually takes me three days to get up after Sunday, but uh, <laughs> but we're back, and I'm I'm happy to see you guys. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to get back in the mix here. Even though there's not too much going on, there's enough to talk about so that we can be, I don't know, happy with uh, with with where things are going in, in the, hopefully the next coming months. Yeah, there's definitely not much to talk about, man. Uh, these outlines that I, that I've been sending you guys for beating your bookie, they really haven't changed the last month. I, I keep, you know, putting on the same topics, and you know, we're figuring out a way to finagle the the 45 minutes and, and getting the time, uh, you know, elapsed. So today's discussion, we're going to be talking about the NFC South off season again. So same thing as the last couple of weeks. Last week we looked at the NFC North, and you know, the South. You, you think of the Saints, you think of the Bucks. Uh, right away. Uh, Saints, Paul, what, what are you thinking for New Orleans this year? You know, it's one of those things where if the, if the Saints don't win the Super Bowl this year, you got to wonder what exactly is their plan It with Taysom Hill. And, and honestly, how much better can they get during the regular season is my only question. Like, I really don't see a team that's more complete, more impressive. Last year, if you looked at the way the Saints played – the only hiccup I ever saw during the entire season was when they played the Niners and the Niners came back and beat them um, in, a, in, you know, in a full-fledged shootout that you know basically crowned who was the NFC champ, in my yeah. opinion, at the time. Would yeah. you agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that game was unbelievable. And here, here's what happened to the Saints. So they went 13-3. and They suffered some injuries at, at the end of the year. They, they lost Sheldon Rankins, I believe, Marcus Davenport as well. So – uh, that that really hindered along the defensive line. This was a defense that's been better than than you know they've probably been credit been given credit for the last couple of years. And to not have those guys, you know, kind of when the playoffs came around, they they got surprised by Minnesota. I'm in complete agreements with you. I I think they're the best team in the NFL, the most complete team in the NFL. Explosive offense. You add to it with Emmanuel Sanders. You're going to get your pieces back on defense. I think they're the team to beat in the NFL, period. Yeah, and I just, you know, what went wrong is the question. Like, like I, I totally agree with you. They got banged up at the end, but everybody has their own injuries. You know, that's what just goes back to 
I feel like no one realizes that there's a lot of luck involved with winning a Super Bowl. And yes. you can talk as much as we want, but you just can't have key injuries. And once again, we say this, uh, you know, between Carson Wentz and just whoever the strength and conditioning coach is, I almost feel like they must have came directly from a nursing home um, for the Eagles. Like there wasn't a player that wasn't on the injured reserve last year out of our side. I think there was like three starters that made it through the season. Um, but, you, you know, you look, at the, you, you look at the Saints, I just don't know how you get a better performance from Michael Thomas and, and Drew Brees at this ridiculous level this guy's playing at where he's completing 75% of his passes. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. so what do they do is the question. I just don't see how they relinquish this position, but how do they even get motivated is what I want to know. When you go home every year without that, that, that trophy, what do you do? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that could be your motivation right, right there. But, you know, to the counterpoint would be they've already gone like 13-3 and three the last couple of years, and they still haven't won the Super Bowl. I, I do want to talk about your, your luck point, you know, because it's, it's the timing of the injuries. Think about yeah. the Eagles. Think about Nick Foles, right, when, when he got thrust. But they got to get – they got a couple of weeks with him before the playoffs started. And, and even that first playoff game, it was kind of ugly for Nicholas that first half. But, you know, they turned it around. Doug Peterson was given enough time to make it work with uh, Nick Foles. And obviously they, they went and won the Super Bowl. So if you have an injury, like the timing of the injury, if you, if you lose a star, say week 16 or week 17, that doesn't give that team enough time to obviously, you know, overcome that injury. So I, I think that kind of happened with the Saints a little bit with that defensive line. I'll tell you what you do in the offseason. You fill up your, your, your pool with all the money you've made that season, and you dive through it like Scrooge McDuck. They're going to be fine. Also, like I, for me, from my perspective, teams that are this dominant and this consistent but never get the crown, the optimism here is they, they're hoping to make – second half adjustments to some of these teams are hoping to be injury free and they're hoping to, for the luck of a fumble. I don't think it comes down to like them being so discouraged from, from the consistency of not getting the title. It's just, they're so close and any it goes in the favor of one team so much so that they have to think themselves we're next. It's our turn. You know, which also begs the question of how much did Brady really do his homework? It seemed like he did. Um, but what, why would you want to face a, a division like, you know, the, the NFC South that you're talking about? They, you know, he's, he's knowingly going into a very well-coached, well-balanced uh, Saints team that's very good uh, at their dome. He's got a Falcons team that still has Matt Ryan that they have to face. He has a defense that's, that was giving up the fourth most points in the NFL last season. I just really don't know if Brady did enough homework other than be, you know, stupid enough to just say, well, Bruce Arians lets me call the plays. Like, that, you know, once again, I, I, I think Brady is overrated not only in his playing ability, but his <laughs> intellect. This we haven't even crazy. talked about Tampa Bay yet. <laughs> Damn, yes. he can, he can yes. shoehorn this in no matter what we're talking about. We can talk oh, about yeah, that. He's never left home, so it's like his first time he's forayed out into the real world, and he's making stupid idiot plays like going into a hamburger place that has a listed price for a cheeseburger and just overpaying $12 more than the cheeseburger is listed for by just going straight for the bucks. Like he, he should have done a lot more homework on this. He should have went straight to the Tennessee Titans. He's an idiot. Hey, when you're the GOAT and you got billions and billions of dollars, you can overpay for that cheeseburger. <laughs> just please stop referring to him as GOAT. Who I'm the goat. I'm the goat. No, I am the goat. I am the goat. Yes. Boys, did you see the uh, who won that uh, the auction? 
The All In Charity auction. Did you see who won his auction? 30 Acre, a YouTuber. What does that yeah. even mean? You know, this guy has 8.5 million viewers. I just wish I was a little younger because had I actually been brought up in the YouTube age, I'm telling you I would have 20 million viewers and subscribers every month for the stuff that I got arrested for every <laughs> single day. Dude, he makes videos with Mario Brothers stuffed animals, and he's buying like multiple what Lamborghinis. What it's are we crazy. doing wrong? How does this guy get He couldn't be any creepier. He called himself a super fan. Because he's been a, uh, since way back in Super Bowl 51 in 2017, he's a super fan. Two years, this dude, what, he's seen Brady play for one game, and he calls himself a super fan. You know, he clearly doesn't know any sports. He's got no social skills to speak of, and he, and he sleeps with Muppets. Like, I, if you hate Brady, this is a perfect scenario for you because it's going to be the worst dinner he's ever had in his life. <laughs> this kid has nothing to speak on in sports. He's, he's going to be like, you remember that SNL sketch with Chris Farley where he's interviewing like the Beatles? And he's like, do you remember, do you remember when you, you play, played in, 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 that, in that game? And he's like, yeah. He's like, that was awesome. He's going to have nothing to say. It is going to be completely awkward, and for the first time in my life, I feel bad for Brady. You know what amazes me is that this kid, like the fact that this kid makes twelve million a year. Okay, yeah. and if he makes twelve million a year, uh, and he's so after tax, the guy's only taking home six million, and he's going to spend eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars after tax money on on Tom Brady. Now, I mean, there's a charity aspect of this, but the question is. What component is cost and what component is a charitable donation so we can have a tax write-up? But either or, whoever's handling this guy's finances, like is it the same guy who managed Antoine Walker's uh, you know, credit line in the casinos? <laughs> you're, like, you're worried about this guy's taxes. I'm worried about him skinning Brady alive. This, if you watch one of his videos, he is a school shooter type vibe. He's, wait a second. So you actually contributed giving 10 cents to... I was trying to steal his tactics because I made sock puppets out of all my socks and I'm, I'm starting a new page. That's wait, new. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's the sock puppet guy? Yes. Yeah. No, not sock buckets. He, he, he holds stuffed Super Mario Brothers and makes wait, little Wait, this, this is the guy that screwed EDP over. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a grown man. Oh, I watch this stuff. Holy Christ. I think I know who this guy is. It's frightening. It's frightening. But if you, if you watch one of his videos and then think of him sitting next to Brady, cutting into some salmon, it'll give you joy at some point in your life. Well, here's well, what it, I want to compare. You know this. that the Americans are not having as much sex as they used to. I, I think this is the big reason why. <laughs> He's well, never had it, buddy. Listen it's to me. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> there, now, now, let's contrast to the other winning bids. Uh, a double date with the Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson and his wife Ciara Holy went for two hundred and forty grand. Okay, Eli Manning's Super Bowl fifty six MVP Corvette went for only one hundred and forty thousand. And Peyton Manning and ten dinner with ten people and Peyton Manning and playing a round of golf with him so went for five hundred and twenty five thousand. God. So what do you think about that, Pope? I mean, even a private putting lesson with Woods, Tiger Woods. Yes. And you get, like, that's going to go for what? Over a million, probably? Close to well, a million? It's currently only $190,000. Private putting lesson with Tiger Woods. Wow. VIP experience. Look, I don't really like Tiger Woods either. I mean, this guy's. <laughs> Do you like anybody? 
No. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I like Phil Mickelson. I like Mickelson. Okay, I like Phil Mickelson. I can uh, go around with old bitch tits. I can do that. Yeah. Well, his only is 120,000. You get to play 18 holes with Mickelson. Oh, nice. The VIP package. Okay. You get to spend five hours with Phil Mickelson and talk about all the girls he's been slaying in his life, right? Or you get to hang out with an insecure loser, balding Tiger Woods, and you're just going to sit in there for 15 minutes while he teaches you how to putt, and which you're never going to replicate. This is I like mean, talking to Ron Jeremy about how to do a porn, and meanwhile he's got he's got nineteen inches on you, and you're, you who cares if well, Ron, he doesn't have nineteen inches on me. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. How if you got a porn lesson from Ron Jeremy? Who cares? You're not Ron Jeremy, so you get a putting lesson for fifteen minutes with Tiger Woods. It's not helping your putting game. I got to be honest with you. I, I just quickly breeze through all of these, and the only one I'd be interested in is probably hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Uh, these are all terrible celebrities that are disgusting and grotesque. I, I would smoke out. with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. You get high and go on a shopping spree and hang out with them with the Lakers game. Like, that's the only one that's interesting to me out of all of these. Well, I think, look, this is what I think is a great, like, steal. There's certain steals on here. One of them's run out of the tunnel at a USC game, okay, and have a club pass access and sit on the sidelines of a USC game. That's only bidding right now for four thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's dope. That's kind of crazy, dude. I mean, you're talking about the fact that you could have do this for two thousand times, uh, and that'd be the equivalent of hanging out with Tom Brady and Giselle for like one night. I mean, I mean that that seems unbelievable to me. Well, I'm too. I'm sorry, two hundred times. Two hundred times, essentially, uh, you could do this uh, or hang out with Tom Brady for one night. Once again, talking <laughs> who, about who would your athlete be? Who, who would you want to hang out with for a night? For like, well, I think everyone's got to be Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't know, dude. Funny. Yeah, I, I'm going to say something against the grain here, but that's obviously the best documentary I've ever seen. Maybe outside of the OJ one, uh, they're different. <laughs> OJ one, someone dies, people die. Anyway, the, the Jordan off the court is such a turnoff to me. I think he's a dork. I I, I hate to say it. He's so cool and smooth walking from a locker room and on the court. But if you watch him on the bus dancing, you watch like his style, he is, he is so consistently a dork that I, I would find him probably off-putting outside of sharing a whiskey and a cigar and asking him to talk about himself for four hours because that's all he would do. You know? I, I would, I would uh, get into the competitiveness aspect and, and try to figure out, you know, all, all of his ploys and tactics and, 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 Go that he route. Toys and tactics. So toys and tactics are to bully and put you down until you feel a crack, and then he attacks <laughs> weakness. That's wait. Well, well, he also has a, a a very very positive mindset. So so that you know, there's different. That's that's the negative aspect of it. You know, those are the bad things, Michael. But but then there are the good sides too. Wait, thank you. You're saying that you would tap into his knowledge of the game so that you can implement it into your game. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't say that. Right game, I'm saying I've never seen you I, play basketball. I, I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't say anything about basketball. I'm. T I'm talking to, from a mental perspective. You know, kind kind of being a leader type. Oh, 
because that will be that will be a part of the game that you'll implement in in the radio show. Look, look <laughs> I, I I am a three point shooter. Okay, I am Steve Kerr. I I am not the leader of the team. I I am uh, Michael Jordan's sidekick. That's why. See, like, look, you could do a two day golf getaway with the American Express CEO and Tony Finau at Baltrasol, and that's only twenty five grand. That and is, far- and you get to play at Baltrasol. Yeah, you get to play Baltrasol, spend two days with a PGA current player that is honestly probably one of the best up and coming young PGA players, and hang out with the CEO of American Express, yeah. who's just going to drop you a bunch of platinum cards and prepaid Amex cards. It's where you can go to a strip club and go to a champagne room. This is a hell of a, you're getting half your money back right then and there. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out the picture business idea to Goldman Sachs chairman and CEO David Solomon. I'm going to find a way to get enough funds to get that. I'm going to meet him in a a very dimly lit location, and I'm going to stuff him into a trash can and blame him for the the crash of the stock market. Maybe roll him down a hill till, till he throws up, and then I'll take him home. So I have, I have a better question because the experience thing really is one thing that's really hard to pinpoint. Uh, I would actually question this. If you could actually be one player on earth for any one given year, what would you be as a sports athlete? And what would you transform into for that one year? You, you can't have the whole career. You can only have one year on earth of that particular person and get to sleep with as many women as they did go to go to you know do whatever you wanted to do what would that one person be i may want to be will chamberlain well because of all the women he slept with or because yeah. he scored 100 points why, why are you so obsessed with all the women yeah, well i i, I it, it's good to have women i want to be, I, I, i'd probably be uh doug, doug flutie at that championship uh 1984 college game where he threw that uh so you were talking one game that you get a whole year. So you'd win the Heisman. You would take that. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there. You're saying that you would take Doug Flutie being – I thought it was one game. I didn't think it was one year. No, it's one full year. You get 365 days of being somebody else. This is something where we needed to prepare for. We, we needed, yeah. like, time before to answer. No, 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 no. This is a good way to do it. I'll take Johnny Manziel his uh, senior year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that dude lived it. He, he, on yes, the field, he did. On the field. That's yes, a wonderful did. answer. Okay, here, here's why flip he did. He here's why I think that answer sucks, okay? Because here's the deal. It, and I'll tell you who I would choose. My, my choice would be Bo Jackson, the year that he played for the KC, uh, the, the KC Royals and played for the Raiders. Uh, you know, how often in 12 months will you ever experience what it's like to score a touchdown in an NFL game, be an MVP of an all-star game, hit a home run, a grand slam, and throw people out, from the outfield and an assist, like there's never going to be a, per- I mean, Dion Sanders probably comes close to some of those, yeah. you know, dual sport things, but in a calendar year, this guy was the greatest of greats. I mean, yeah. he was on the cover of everything there was. He was on every Nike commercial. So I, now that's he- who I think Manziel, he was relegated. A, he's short. He looked like a dork. He was probably getting too drunk at, at, at A&M. Um, you know, I don't think he had the access to the women that Bo Jackson did. I just – I don't think yeah, that compares. I, I might say, now that I want to change my answer, I, I may want to say Michael Jordan when he won that first championship, that 1991 season. 
to experience that type, that season, that title after all those years of hardships and not winning the title, coming up close and short against the Pistons in the years prior, Jordan in 91. But, but you're redefining this. So here's the thing. I'm saying that you only get to live in his body for a year. You didn't even experience all the heartache of the Detroit Pistons. You just waltzed into his but, body. And only yeah, well, well, that body is feeling it from the years prior. Uh, true, but you just you didn't really get the sense of the accomplishment. No, I didn't. Because you parachuted in on that last year. And here's why my Manziel answer is better than your Bo Jackson, because right now Manziel is doing sloppy backflips in some country, and Bo Jackson's making his own bows and arrows in a shed talking to no human beings. So it all panned out for me, didn't it? All right, guys, we'll be right back with Beating Your Bookie. Welcome back to Beating Your Bookie with Poe Pope and FedQ, guys. Uh, you know, a lot of talk is starting to, to really start – uh, with this no fans uh, business across the MLB, NBA, NFL, and it's it's frightening to think of, but these guys just won't they'll play at any cost, obviously. And I wanted to start with saying, you know, I, I, the UFC did it last weekend, and it, it was pretty remarkable for their sport. It's almost optimal because you can, one, you can hear the corners, direction, you can hear some, some insight that you don't typically hear. Um, and the fans aren't really necessary for a one-on-one -on -one cage match. I mean, if they wanted to really implement it, I tweeted about this thing. You could, you could wrap the cage with green screen and you could put whatever you want, something funny like it's a, a Denny's in Philadelphia or something very basic like fake fans in, in a natural environment. Well, well, and, and Pope, to your point, I don't think it took a lot for them to imagine not having fans to, to incite these players. This happens with spouses right now quarantined in the COVID crisis. They don't need, they don't need fans to watch all of us want to take the the necks of the people that we live and strangle the life out of them. <laughs> yeah. no, it was just it was just That's so interesting. surprising the, the force of the gloves against the, the skin and like the, the it was just so much more intimate for a fan to watch it fanless and well, that's a very unique watch. sport but you know, I I think for baseball, I'd like to hear you guys' opinions, but, like, baseball, I don't think needs the fans for the first 40 games, obviously, but you can implement a system there where you pump in a, a certain mood in the background to to match the mood on the field. If it's a blowout, you could put three pop-ups sharing, you know, caramel corn in scattered seats, or if it's a, an exciting game, you can make the background like a, like a playoff game. You can Let adapt. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that when you – I've gone to many baseball games as an adult now – do you think anyone even enjoys themselves at those baseball games? I feel like it's an excuse to eat bad foods and get drunk in public. That's all it is. Because well, baseball's so damn boring now that I, I, there's nobody even hates each other. Back in the day, the Yankees hated the Red Sox. The Giants hated the Dodgers. Now everybody's friends collecting their checks for $50 million for hitting a little white ball and batting 300. It, yeah, it's, but you know, one it's thing – I agree with you, but one thing stays stagnant is that when it comes to October, if you're if you're lucky enough to be in September October ball, there is nothing more exciting, especially if you're making a push and your team has a, an optimistic perspective going to into a series or even the the or uh, the, the league championship. I yeah, I do I do find it extremely entertaining, like a NFL playoff. I do. Uh, the, the first 40, 50 games, no, I don't. I agree with you. I think it's an opportunity to get in the sun and hang a t have a tailgate with buddies and, 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 you know, blackout in a parking lot with strangers. But when it gets to playoff time, it's just as exciting for me. Uh, I, I don't have experience with basketball as much because I, I can't get a, a ticket when they, when they go on a run. But I imagine that's, that's also exciting and requires fans. 
Yeah. You know what? We talked about this uh, off air with a couple of buddies. You know, you know what I love about the whole situation is right now for the NFL to really get all of the money it needs to get. It should just be selling its game on a pay-per-view basis on an a la carte, you know, $9 a game. Watch any game you want. They're, they're idiots as a organization to sell the NFL rights to like the you know, direct TV and allowing somebody to have the Sunday. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'll take it. Like, they should just... How many people do you know would not just pay $10 to see on a per-game basis every Sunday? They would. You multiply that times 200 million people, you're getting $2 billion every single weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're just idiots. And uh, But, you know, I, I don't think that's happening. I just... I'm betting money, dollars to donuts right now, that come September... We will be resuming the normal practice of games. If anything, the worst scenario that I can see is that the NFL teams would hand out free logo base masks for you to actually attend in a game and just make that everybody wear them during the game if they're going to sit next to each other. I, I can see a, a situation where we do like a, a social distance at the stadiums where you have a limited capacity. You have like 20,000 fans and you do like every five seats or so. I can see something like that. Yeah, but to, to Poe's point, you'd have to have a mask on because especially well, yeah, that, you're definitely gonna have when, a you're, mask. when you're yeah. screaming the F word and the wind and takes down all the particles from your, your, the moisture in your spit seven rows down, it's a very <laughs> dangerous environment. Actually, if you're going to have a mask on, it, it, it prohibits cheering and it, and it prohibits all the noise that you love it, you know, the, the aesthetics of it. Well, I'm just saying that people don't realize, even with the restaurants, right, they reopen them. And, and you got to think of what the margins are. You can't just take half the people that go to a restaurant and be able to, to continue doing business. The reality is that you lose economies of scale. You're still hiring, you know, the staff. So for an NFL stadium to operate, you have to hire hundreds of hundreds of people. And to just say, well, we're just going to make them half the amount of people that are coming in with half of the gross margin and half the beer drinking. I don't even know if economies make it sense for you to even do what that would require you to do. If you have to employ the full staff for yeah. 20,000 people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Well, you wouldn't do the full staff for 20,000 people. What yeah. Well then what do you, so, so, so what I'm saying is, you know, like, what are you, you going to do? Like, you, you're still going to have at least 75% of that staff yeah. waiting on people in suites but holding up the elevators. Or, you are you know, trying to say it's better off to do no fans than do, you know, limited fans? I just think this whole thing is overblown at this point and that by the time September comes around, like, here's an example. Yesterday, in New York State, we had less than 100 deaths of coronavirus, right? On a, on a daily basis, the flu and pneumonia in 2017 in New York State killed 54 people a day. So right now we're reporting on a daily basis. And I'm look, I'm not saying that it's gone. All I'm saying is this. If, if you're telling me that 530 people die a day in New York from cancer, okay, in 2017, why am I tracking a virus that's killing 95 people in the state of New York? We don't track how many people die of cancer every day in New York, and we should then. 
People in lung cancer in New York die, 300 of them a day. 300 people die a day in New York State on average in 2017. Yeah, but you can't. We did a fantastic job of flattening the curve, and now that it's warmer, it's dying out. That's what Exactly. I do love these these associations and and, uh, comparisons because you know how easy it is to just cough your cancer into someone else's mouth and they spread their cancer to three other people. This is a really nice statistic there, Poe. Thank you for that. I'm just also, saying, man, you can't track something that, that at some point in time has a, a comparable death rate. Like if I watch TV and you tell me 90 people die in New York State a day, I'm going to continuously be like, dude, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not going to go to an airplane. I'm not going to go resume commerce. But we have to contrast that with the flu and pneumonia, which kill 50 people a day in New York, regardless of COVID. So if we're going to track it on a daily basis, then let's all have fear of the flu. You didn't have people freaking out about the flu to, yeah. go, to, the, to go to a baseball game in 2017, did you? No. You had vaccines. Yeah, we did yeah, have well, vaccines. Also, Austin's think, got a vaccine. He's got a patent on it. He's going to make a few billion dollars from it. I now get my medical advice from doctors, not guys that bet on coin flips and Super Bowls. Right. Secondly, the last thing I'm going to say about this, I, I think the no fan stuff, is the biggest nightmare these guys are going to have, not even from an organizational standpoint, but the precautionary measures that are going to have to be implemented, the monetary needs for people to get tested or at least get their temperature checked or, you know, the screening process. Look how much of a nightmare it is for football games to get through the turnstile before kickoff. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it looks like sheep herding trying to get through one little cat door window. You know what I mean? Now like they're going to fever check everybody, right? Is what you're I saying. Don't, that's that's what they're saying. They're saying there's going to have to be some, some type of uh, precautionary measure at the door. So this is, you're talking. You're going to have to get to hours. a game. Like you're going to have to stand in line four hours before it starts. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be a nightmare. You know what? Here's another thing that people don't realize. If you're going to have that long of a line as we do now, you're within two inches of the person in front of you that's drunk waiting to get in there yeah. to get fever tested. Like yeah. when they were doing like immigration through like customs during the COVID crisis in the airports, I'm sitting there going, you're taking all these people, sticking them through customs, and everybody's in a closed, confined environment waiting to get through with their yeah. passports. You're spreading COVID in the airport there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're typically not shirtless with their chest painted and screaming with a bu- with a Bud Light in their in their mouth. True. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little, I, a little safer. I have a, better, I have a better point to you guys. You know who should be taking advantage of this is the WNBA. You know why? Because they don't have any fans anyway that anyone cares about. So they should be putting this thing on on TV and letting people wage from DraftKings a minimum bet of like. A hundred bucks wins you like ten thousand for every single tournament, so that people actually care about the WNBA. That's what the WNBA should have been doing. I think the base. I think before we wrap up this segment, we're going to come back with quick hits. But I think before, I I think they should do this as a soft opening. I think they should try it with no fans, especially with baseball, given there's not not too much um, at stake early in the season or at this point in the season if they do go forward. NBA is a different story. Uh, They're going to be playing. Close the playoff, correct? And then football, I hope it's done by football. But I think baseball could be the soft open they need with, with like, how would it work if it didn't have fans? What would the viewership uh, and experience matter? Yeah. So I think that's a, it's a good opportunity for the league to say, look, let's put all the, the worrying fans and people uh, that would be against this type of environment. And let's just do it with no fans and see if, it, see if we're on the right track and just get the ball rolling. I think it's, it's one of the, the one sport that people wouldn't, 
mind as much. I wonder what the viewing experience would be like without the fans. Because I've tried watching some wrestling without the fans. It's been hard. It's been difficult. Yeah, that's you know, different. Also, think about like that. Used to. to go back to the UFC comment I had, you, you would have an opportunity to get some live feedback. Like, I mic'd up games. Let's get, let's get the first, first base coach, the third base coach, uh, the pitcher. Let's get the catcher. Yeah, yeah. Let's get a bunch of mics on the field. Obviously, you can't go with the inside perspective of the managerial side of things, but let's get a dugout mic. Let's get let's make it more entertaining in a way that the fans have never seen before to to combat being in the actual stadium itself. I just are we are we going to a break or can I share one crazy thing I just saw in Vegas? Uh, let's come back to after this break. We're going to tease it. All right, we're going to tease what you saw in Vegas, and we're going to come back to it after this. Welcome back to Beating Your Bookie with Pope, Poe, and FedQ. And uh, I want to continue this conversation with some of the soundbite options. Um, before the break, we were talking about the difference between uh, football and baseball. And I think football, when you, when you get a couple guys mic'd up, you get to see uh, some fun side of things where they're, they're friendly with one another, but you never get inside analytical information because they're basically just apes running around full speed trying to rip each other's heads off, right? I mean, it, it's, it's an incredible experience, but you, you, they're all cursing, bleeped out. You don't get any sideline strategy from quarterbacks. And if you do, it's probably lingo that a layperson that's sitting on the couch can't understand. In baseball, however, you might get some midfielders talking about some strategy. You might get some some uh, some dugout talk about how they're attacking this pitcher's new pitch. You know, and, and if you guys want to add anything to that, if you're interested. Well, yeah, just, I mean, look, I think it, it would be cool because it's a, one of the boringest games ever to watch now because, like I said, nobody hates each other anymore. I think the only time people really get involved in sports is when there's a rivalry uh, and you have that violence and rivalry with football, but – and even basketball, you get like Ben Simmons going down in chokeholds with, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> but, but with baseball, it's like everybody's best friends now. How do you get the biggest contract? Papel Bond running around for big contracts. And everybody's cheating. So if you actually have like body cam mics on these people, you won't be hearing like split singer finger fastball. This one's, a, you know, an outside curveball. And we'll be able to clean up the game and get interested in what would be considered the most boring professional sports. I I pay fifty bucks for for a, a sports package for all the Astros to be mic'd up. I'd watch every single one of their games just to hear them get hit by pitches, just like a, a montage of. Exactly. No, I like that. I like that. And you hear what they say after they hit a home run or like, remember in Bull Durham where he's like, "Don't throw me that meat. Don't throw me that meat." I wonder whether or not like. People are actually talking in their heads when they're at a plate. I don't know. Did you do that, Pope, when you played baseball? Did you talk? I, I, I wouldn't do it audibly unless I knew the catcher or, or some, they started talking crap to me. But Did you I, ever start, talk smack to a catcher when you're going to bat? No, it would be very friendly and jeering. I'd, I'd, I'd only talk crap if, if the umpire was within ear distance because then he would know it came directly from the, from the catcher if I did get beamed. But no, it'd be, that would be interesting. Also, like there is banter. You can't hear it on the field, but there's banter from the pitcher talking crap to the, to the batter. There's banter as soon as he gets to first base. The banter between the first baseman and everybody who reaches first base. base the catcher and the batter. Hear, yeah, the batter. Yeah. I want to hear the relationships there. I, I, I like that there's always a, a first baseman who puts the, the, the mitt right over his face and talks some good crap that we can't hear to the first baseman. Uh, like there's pre-existing relationships. There's crap talk. There's things that don't, don't even exist in the, in, in the league that would be discussed. And I want to hear that kind of stuff. And this is an opportunity to take a, a boring 
six innings and make them interesting from a couch perspective. You know what we're going to do next week? We're going to fix baseball. We're going to figure out what we want (laughs) to do to implement, you know, some, some things, ideas to fix the game. Yeah. You just change your channel. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask this question. Can you guys believe that now I looked at my Vegas board and you can bet on John Madden championship simulated games? Unbelievable. So the Steelers are favored by two and a half over the Giants in a simulated Twitch players. So are they actually playing? These are virtual little high school kids playing football? I, I, I guess this is like just the computer just simulated out and, and you watch it. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what this is. Yeah, that's I haven't it. played a video game in, in 69 years. Well, well, can you imagine that if you were the programmer and you could read the code and know? So you can go to Vegas, you, me, and Pope. Can we, we could just go to Vegas and bet, and I'd be like, dude, this is not just a sure thing. It really is a sure thing. I coded it so that <laughs> beat the Giants by four points, and the spread's two and a half. Like, it, it's unbelievable to me. How can you bet on this? This is unbelievable to I me. I did see the simulation for, uh, for the stats, the, the league-leading – Stats for QB passing, QB um, MVP. Carson Wentz was up top three for for every um, touchdown passes, passing yards. He was second behind Mahomes. This is simulation, by the way. Uh, Miles Miles Sanders was up there. He was like top three for rushing yards, by the way. Um, which I said he's going to have a breakout year. This is going to be uh-huh. his boomer. Yeah, um, and Ertz like top three for uh, receptions. They had um, they had one other uh, standout, which was one of our top picks. Oh, Rager. Rager was on there. Which well, is of course. Yeah. yeah. So um, Get off a of Rager's tip. I, I, well, I told you, it's, it's 80% just pure excitement to see some fresh blood in there that has to prove themselves. Yeah. It's like Maki 7, all right? All right, fine. I know that you guys are all hyped up with the Philly blood in you to talk about these horrendous draft picks that everyone's overhyping. The reality yes, is that you know, the first curse. Were, were big misses, in my opinion. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on these picks. I'm not sold on Miles Sanders. I think he's too easy to tackle. Um, I'm looking forward to some some real good trades. I'd rather have Boston Scott in my lineup than uh, Miles Sanders. To be honest with you. Oh um, wow, we're gonna write we that. go down. I think we should that. go down to go down to DC for the opening game. And by the way, there's there's no way. I'm just letting you guys know this. I'm on record. There's a zero point zero percent chance. Put it down that we are having no fan football games in the NFL season. And if it does, it would only apply in preseason where they're not even real fans anyways. It's like going to minor league baseball games. Like you're bringing your kids, you're bringing, you know, the people that are severely handicapped in your life to those games because there's no real reason to, to, to waste $600 on a ticket for somebody who you don't really, that don't, that, that's six years old that doesn't even understand how football is played. You right? only go to those games when you're handed a ticket. Exactly. It's, it's always the guy who wants to pretend that he's generous. And he goes, hey, thank you. I love you like a brother. Here's, here's a preseason game number two. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And I'll watch it on watch, TV. Then you get to touch the hands and high-five these players that will never even make the team. It'd be basically like me if I made, made the first preseason game. I'd be giving autographs to everybody. It'd be hilarious. I, I, I love I love that these uh, these games these Madden games have lines to them. You know, they're, 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 how can the the Cardinals be one and a half point favorites in anything? Well, you know what's you know what's interesting. While we're going to talk about Philly for a little second, do you guys know that they're building a hotel next to Xfinity Live? Did you know that they're building a office building, a hotel, and a new plaza that's going to be 
potentially the Cure Insurance uh, Plaza that is uh, with a brand new building for eSports so that people, 3,000 people can watch people play video games. In, wait, in a, wait, wait. Cure Auto Insurance is going to be handling this? Cure Auto Insurance is going to be in the name plaza potentially. Wow. How about that? That, that That's the breaking you know news. What? Guess what? I'm going to go down to game one, and I'm going to give 3,000 wedgies out. One for each sheet. Everyone's getting a wedgie. I'll wait <laughs> at the front door, and I'll check them all. All the IDs, all the tickets, and I rip your underwear from the back of your head over your face. Can you imagine how low the alcohol sales will be? At the <laughs> yeah, it's all milk and Gatorade. <laughs> it's it's like M and M's. Like you'd be you'd be popping out M and M's like you would at a rock concert for ecstasy, <laughs> going to like some sort of like the Burning Man or something. Like it's unbelievable how weird it is that we have live sports arenas for. <laughs> what does our world come to? Can you imagine that there are thousands of people that want to watch people play a video game? That's insane, dude. And they make a lot of money. That's like literally watching somebody jerk off and paying them. I would just like to watch you jerk the chicken because I don't know how to do it myself. So therefore, I just want to be enamored with the fact that you know how to stroke it yourself. It doesn't make any sense. And pay for it, by the way. I did a... uh, This is probably like six years ago. I did a few commercials for the Flyers. And the head of marketing that, that hired me and my buddy John to do this, he left the company a year later to start this esports thing. And I, re- I remember him having a conversation with me, very bright guy. A, uh, and I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I'm leaving because we're starting to develop this, this uh, esports team where you watch people play video games. It's becoming very popular. And I never talked to him again. I thought he was out of his mind. I thought he was doing drugs. And I was like, this is ridiculous, dude. You're giving up a head marketing position for the Philadelphia Flyers. And right now he's probably on a, a yacht. Well, yeah, people people are doing this for a living now. They, they they go on Twitch, they make their channels, and they make money off of it. And and by the way, he might be on a yacht, but he's hanging out with dorks drinking milk and cookies and, and eating a bunch of peanut M&Ms. So I don't really care. I don't envy that guy. He's a dork. Well, let's he's move on, boys. <laughs> so, so what else are we going to talk about today that we want to make sure our listeners know? Well, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, just, just really quickly, so – we talked about having no fans in the stands. Um, if there are no fans in the stands, I don't know if you heard about this, Fox would uh, put you know, fans in the stands virtually and they would pump in noise uh, <coughs> to the games if it did happen. It, it, if, if there were no fans, I know you think there are going to be fans, but if there are no fans, would you want something like that? Now, I think these are the dumbest ideas I've ever heard of. I don't know about you guys, but like, what kind of stupidity? Who are coming up with these ideas? It's probably the same guy who's the GM for the Packers for selecting Jordan Love in their first-round draft pick. Like, who is who is coming up with these stupid ideas of bringing in speakers and jamming loud people talking? They they must be worried about you know the the no fans and and just the the noise that's going to be uh, heard because you're not going to get any noise. It's it's going to be very unnatural. Well, yeah, the, the the noise itself would come through the production studio. It wouldn't they would they would go right through through the actual production itself. They wouldn't have to 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 mic up the stands themselves. So it'd be a very easy fix, and it would just be a drop board for green screen type thing where they can just fill it in. So from a couch perspective, it looks exactly like a normal game, and they could put in some audio. The problem yeah, with true. that you you are the Hollywood cinema movie star. So yeah, break it down, please. Well, also, like the, the problem here is the they'd have to sync up scenario, and that's going to throw you off visually. So, if, if you're 
charging down the field and you just miss a pass, you'd need a button for, oh, and the crowd reacting a certain way. And if you're going to do close-ups, forget about that. You can't do a close-up of a, a, an action scenario trying to match a mood on the field because it, they just won't work fast enough. You would have to put months and months of, of, of icons and, and edits together to – can we, can we talk about an article that I didn't get to t- put on our little agenda to talk about? And that is really this, the Packers and, and what they're doing. In the last session, we talked about this. Here's an article I read that I thought was amazing. Did you know that the Packers under over in Vegas prior to the NFL draft was eight and a half wins? A team that was 13 and three and won the division had the number two seed, I believe, in the NFC had an eight-and-a-half win total. The Bucks had a nine-and-a-half win total. And the Patriots had a nine-game win total. And the Eagles had a nine-game win total. Can you guys explain to me? And then I went into this article and realized there's some, some interesting stats. The 13-and-3 Packers last year were 6-and-1 in games decided by seven points or fewer. So it, to give you an idea of how crazy this is, Aaron Rodgers, one of the probably – in my opinion, a guy that I think of all the time that comes back and wins games, he, he's 34 and 34 and one, a 500 starter in, in games where he starts, where the game is decided by seven points or fewer since he's, he, since his career started prior to last year. So that's pretty amazing to me that Aaron Rodgers was a 500 quarterback and they went six and one last year in games with less than one possession. Uh, that same phenomenon occurred the year prior with the Chargers. If you recall the year before, the Chargers had lost like seven games by less than seven points, and that's why I took them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and they almost narrowly had the number two seed in the AFC before losing in week seven, uh, 17, I think, 16 or 17. Um, but anyway, I, I find it unbelievable that the, the Pack were uh, – they're basically – no one thinks the Packers are real and, and that they weren't last year, so that's – Pretty inside information, if you ask me. They really struggled against the run. Uh, where they excelled was pressuring the quarterback. So if if they got up some points, you know, they were able to preserve a lead because uh, they were able to pressure the quarterback. And then you, you obviously have Aaron Rodgers at your disposal, and you know that whole thing. So I, I'm with you though. I I don't think they're going 13 and three again. I don't think they're going to be the way that they were last year. I, I'm thinking they're going to fall to like nine and seven. So eight and a half wins. There you go. Yeah, I mean, and then I just wanted to go quickly through the biggest busts of wide receivers from pick from 21 and 31, the end of the first round uh, in the last 10 years. Uh, the guy, the only guys that never had close to 1,000 yards, and people won't even remember this, Jonathan Baldwin at KC, A.J. Jenkins, never even heard of this for the Niners, was picked in 2012. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he was, uh, I want to say Illinois. Rashard Perryman of the Maybe. Baltimore Ravens only had 499 yards. And Laquan Treadwell for the Vikings and Josh Dotson of the of the Washington Redskins in 2016. Um, so uh, I'm I'm pretty amazed that they've been fairly successful in first round, late round draft picks for the first round. Um, well, that's so, good for Jalen Rager. Yeah, it, it actually looks good. We could be the biggest bust again. One of the top. <laughs> Awesome. We will, uh, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll dig, dig into that a little bit deeper for, for next week's show. I, I like that information in that article, but we got to wrap it up right now. All right, boys. Well, I got more to talk about. I, I, I clearly miss you and I, I, I miss doing this. So I'm looking forward to next week and spitting some venom all over my screen again. 
You take care. That was beating your bookie with Poe, Pope, and FedQ. Stay safe. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.